0: Welcome everyone to the Fourth Everian Podcast. My name is Justin and I'm your host and I'm here with my fellow Teverian, Kyle. How are you doing, Kyle?
1: Good, how's it going everybody?
0: Glad to to have you here with us to break down this latest news and some of the cool things that we've been getting from uh, Amazon Prime's Wheel of Time. Uh, if you aren't aware, season 2 has been filming and uh, from what I understand it's pretty much wrapped up. They've They're working on post-production and getting things ready for the next season and we're here to talk about a recent uh trailer they call it a scissor wheel where they release some some of the scenes but it's mostly kind of behind the scenes action that we're getting and so there's some clues there's some cool cool moments that we've been able to see and we'll talk about that so this trailer was released at um san diego comic con in july 2022. So that's where we're getting this information. And then we'll also be talking about a recent Ask Me Anything that the showrunner Rafe Judkins did um, on Twitter. So there are some questions asked and he answered some of them. We'll kind of highlight the ones we like the best and what we think about the answers as well as the content that was revealed. Not a lot was revealed, but uh, there are some tidbits there. So we'll talk about that and kind of see what we think about where this, um, season two is going. So we'll get into it. Any, anything from you, Kyle, as far as, um, the, the things that in general kind of overall, as far as the content we're getting in anticipation of season two, how is that, or is it, um, lead you to anticipate what's coming up next after the season one that we got?
1: Well, I think so. I think it's, uh, Based on the sizzle reel, and we'll dive into it. There were some things that that got me curious, got me excited, right? And I'm sure many of you have heard our season one review, episode by episode, right? We've got moments in there where, as Justin pointed out, it's kind of a therapy session because we love the book so much, and this is a bit of a departure from them. But uh, there were definitely some some scenes and some shots in this reel that we got that made me excited. So I'm excited to break it down and. And talk
0: to you guys about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely some good stuff. There were some cool moments that I, that I was hoping to see, and we got to see, and we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, as far as the trailer goes, um, there wasn't anything on the the official Amazon Prime YouTube channel, which was surprising, um, because you know that's. The official channel I would say there's a lot of stuff about the upcoming Lord of the Rings series tons of docu- or documentaries and kind of behind the scenes and even some trailers there so they're definitely ramping up for that uh, show to come out uh, September 2nd I believe and that makes sense there would be more content for them based on you know the date that's coming up sooner than Wheel of Time and I don't think we've gotten a release date for season 2 of the Wheel of Time at this point but I would imagine it's later this year or early next year after, you know, Lord of the Rings has come and gone as far as season one. Because I don't think they'd want to have both of these epic fantasy series fantasy series, um, competing against one another. So it makes sense that they'd want to wait. But uh, so I got this trailer. I saw this trailer on uh, Twitter on the official Wheel of Time account. They released um, this sizzle reel. So go there. If you want to view it yourself, if you haven't already. So we start off with kind of they're in this desert place. I don't know if it's necessarily the waste, but I would assume it is, or at least close to it. Maybe it's up by Faldara based on what we saw in in season one. But uh, we the first scene we get is the kind of behind the camera that's filming a scene with three veiled individuals one of them looks to be a woman and the other two have our back to us so we can't really tell um but it looks looking like it's semi eel there and based on their build and stuff it's probably the the maidens of the spear is what we're what i'm guessing what are your th- thoughts on that
1: that's kind of what i thought too they look like maidens of the spear uh, they look like they've got veils right that yeah. are that are lowered Obviously, so I would, I would bet that they're maidens of the spear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our first glimpse of some maidens. Um, the environment's right. The clothing um, is right. Right. It's kind of browns, light and dark browns. Seems to be consistent with the book. Uh, veils. I always thought they were black. Black veiled ales. Right. That was the, the term that, the Two Rivers folks would always use. But these ones are brown. Maybe we're just not seeing them. But
1: that could be. That could be.
0: Yeah. The, there's a light brown shufa. Is that what they call them? The head dress. Yep. Yep. So we got that. And then it switches to land and Moraine, walking on a beach. Um, so it's. I doubt it's the simla- same location. Not the waste. Uh, my guess, based on the chronology of the book, it would be Falm. But it could be a flashback, so maybe it's a different area, another coastline that we um, are looking at here.
1: Yeah, I, I would bet that, to your point, it's it's likely Falma or something else, uh, or, or a flashback. Uh, and when we get into the 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 Q&A with Rafe Judkins, he didn't say that he was going to expand um, Land of Moraine's storyline quite a bit from what we see in the book. So this could be part of that as well. Yeah.
0: And I, I saw that as well, and that makes sense. I mean, you have two great actors. You don't want to, you know, because in book two, in in the novels, they're not really that, they're there, but they're more background characters. And so you don't want them just on the sidelines for these great actors that we got here. So uh, that, that makes sense. And yeah. if it's flashbacks, even better,
1: in my yep. opinion. Totally agree. I think they could pull a lot from New Spring and, and all sorts mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. So we got them walking on the beach and then it switches to some, back to a desert that doesn't look like it's near the beach. And we got some people riding horses, uh, kind of, they're wearing white. So maybe some white cloaks, um, I guess the horses look armored.
1: Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Thinking back to season one when we saw the white cloaks in the forest, right? Mm-hmm. um, they look similar. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they're white cloaks. I don't know where they'd be. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they're up in the borderlands up here. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. There's That's a good question. What are they doing? They're going to, they're going to the waste, right. In the books. And so, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows it's in this adaptation. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, we got some camera shots. There's a, a shot of a wheel, which, uh, them. I don't know what part that would play in the story. Maybe it's just a an icon shot, right? That's kind of cool.
1: That could be. It kind of looks like a torture device of some sort.
0: <laughs> yeah, could be. Because it does have some things on the edges, right? Like right. those,
1: like those straps. Yeah. Straps or something.
0: Yeah, that's a good and point. That-
1: and that has, I mean, obviously, and I don't know, I don't remember anything like this in the book, but you know, you think back to medieval times, and you know, when you would break someone on the wheel, right? That was, a yeah. one, was actually a, a torture methodology in medieval times, and so.
0: Yeah, I do remember a scene from one of the books. It's later in the story, kind of one of the middle books, where um, someone's captured, maybe an I Sedai, I, and she's being held on some sort of. Contraption where her arms, her hands and feet are strapped down and she's being tortured on some level. But that's, I mean, it could be something like that. Maybe forsaken or dark friends are capturing people and using this to torture them, possibly.
1: Oh, that could be. That could be. Yeah.
0: So then we got an interesting shot here. This guy with white hair, blondish white hair. Uh, it's a it's a white cloak based on his armor at least, but he's he's got his face veiled. Interestingly enough,
1: I think that that might be just due to the dust storm. I would think right because the white cloaks don't typically veil their faces at all.
0: Right, could just it is in the desert, so it could be something along those lines. Just dusty. The wind seems to be blowing, and there's a guy behind him, similarly veiled. A white cloak as well it's kind of blurry you can't really tell but who would this guy be I'm thinking it's um, Dane Bornhold right it's a, it's a younger guy it's a younger white cloak so it'd have to be s- someone like that along those lines
1: I would think so it could be Dane
0: mm-hmm.
1: it could be Dane he does have a bit of a crazy look about him. <laughs> yeah so that's what makes me think it might be Dane Bordhold.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he's... When does he start tracking uh Rand and Perrin and those guys?
1: Isn't it after Falma? Because
0: yeah. It's,
1: because the they think he killed his dad. Yeah, they, he thinks they killed his dad Falma, mm-hmm.
0: right? Right. But I know um in book one when they capture Perrin, the White Cloaks capture Perrin and Egwene, Dane's there, right? And he kind of tries to get him to escape so he can kill him. Right. And he seems kind of crazy at that point. So maybe something stemming from that that first capture where he... I think that does set him along the path of, hey, I got to get these guys from the two rivers. And then when they kill... Well, when he thinks they kill his dad, then that just sets him on that path for good. Right. So, so maybe Perfect. this is the beginnings of that.
1: And I hope they, so similar to our other Tamir who isn't here, but I, I really like some of the, the white cloaks in the book, in the books. And I I really hope, and yes, they're kind of not great folks in the book, right? But I really hope the show represents some of the white cloaks as good people, right? Right. But for example, Dane's dad, Jeffro, right? Mm-hmm. Jeffro Bornhold, really good guy, Right and i think he's there for all the right reasons and he's you know he's honorable they could be an honorable person right so i hope they can represent some of the white cloaks in the show as as honorable warriors really looking to you know make a, a positive difference in the world so yeah
0: yeah and not just this crazy um what's the word cult cult yeah they're just you know you, you don't mess with them You don't deal with them. They're just this you know, stereotypical group and not individuals that some are crazy, some take it too far, but some or most are just like, hey, we're here to fight the bad guys and that's what we want to do. Right. Yeah. So potentially Dane. Um, The next scene is a group of people. I see a lot of top knots, so maybe Shana Irons, Shinarans and guy looks like Perrin from the back. They're all, we can't see their faces. It's all from the back. So we don't know who it is, but I'm guessing it's Perrin and some Shinarans or Borderlanders, right? Or maybe,
1: you look close and the front guy mm-hmm. looks like Uno.
0: the blonde.
1: Yeah, the front blonde yeah, guy. Yeah, that's like true. Uno. Right? So how is that possible? Well according to season one looked like Uno was dead.
0: Yeah. Well, in one of the questions that Rafe answers, someone did ask that question, like, hey, what about Uno? What's the deal there? And he said, Well, if you look closely, he's breathing. (laughs) So implying he's not totally dead. He's only what What's the phrase? Partly dead. Mostly dead. <laughs> mostly right? dead. Yeah. One of those
1: miracle Max pills.
0: Yeah, it's only mostly dead.
1: <laughs> and where's Billy Crystal if you need him?
0: Yeah. So there's that. Um, maybe a group of warders, but I don't think they'd all have the the top knots or the you know the the same haircut as the Borderlanders do. Okay, so we got that. A lot of quick cuts, not a lot of context. Just the scene, 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 you know. We don't really know what's going on in these. Uh, the next scene is a way or at least this shows interpretation of a waygate, And it's all grown over, um, foliage, uh, covering it basically. But there's also some palm trees there, implying that it's tropical, Or I guess there's palm trees in the desert.
1: Yeah, with like oasis. Yeah. oasis, Oasises?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It does kind of look like an oasis for sure. Um, So I don't know. Where would this way gate be if you had to speculate?
1: You think it's... Yeah, that's tough. Because, I mean... The first spot that comes to mind, and I don't think this is, is, is uh, uh, Ruidian, like Roideon.
0: Ru- oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Out in the Waste, right? Because Roideon Ru- right. uh, seemed to still be, I mean, it was deserted, right? Mm-hmm. But it still seemed to still be lush. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's the Way Waygate. Where was that? I can't remember where the Camelin way gate
0: was. Caimelin was in the basement. Okay. Of so that, that guy's shop. Car uh, Hein, or however you say it, was in this walled off area, like a garden type area. But and it had been overgrown.
1: So, so maybe so, that maybe that's Kyrian. I don't yeah,
0: know. That could be it. Or somewhere in Falm, close to Falm. Because instead of doing the the portal stone thing, um, with the alternate realities, or where Landfear accompanies Rand and the group to fall Maybe it's they just use a waygate, make it simple, you know. So maybe that, or it could be a flashback with Moraine. Uh, next shot looks to be Faldara, or. Somewhere in the Borderlands, uh, kind of get this overhead shot of a group of soldiers preparing. My uh, first guess is they're preparing for someone to crash the gates, like troll ox or you know, bad guys coming in the front gate, so they're getting ready to fight them, is what I gather. And based on their haircuts, again, Borderlanders is my guess.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you there. Whether it's Faldar or somewhere else, mm-hmm. I think for an attack.
0: Yeah. So one thing the show does well is it fleshes out a lot of off-screen things that we just hear about later or, you know, we just don't really read about it. Let's hear about it. Um, could it be something like that? Where there... Because um, I think later in this sequence we see um, some white cloaks attacking the borderlanders there's some fights between them do you remember anything in the in the novels about something happening off screen where they there is a conflict between the borderlanders and the white Cloaks uh, somewhere else besides faldara
1: um oh, nothing comes to mind but i do know all of them regularly hold white cloaks in contempt, and this could be one of those reasons right one of those Poor encounters that that you know present such feelings. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a con conflicts between them.
0: Yeah, I'm n- nothing's coming to mind for me either. So maybe it's Trollocs. Next sequence is an explosion in this village, unnamed village, unnamed people. Not a lot of well, no context really. But I do have a theory about that. That um, I'll talk about later. Next sequence after that is Rand walking in his new, with his new haircut, his new buzz cut, uh, walking through a misty town, like a, a I don't know. I don't want to say alleyway, but you know, in between the houses and stuff, with a torch. It's dark. I do think it's land behind him. Because we do see someone, two people behind him. One looks like Lan with the Hodori. And then the other person can't really see the face. It's just this hair. So I don't know. Any, do you have any thoughts on that? Who no, that be? Was
1: my thought, too. Because you can see the Hodori across his forehead and yeah. the kind of the outline of a quasi top knot as well. Yeah. So, Rand rocking the buzz cut, though, huh? Yeah. I didn't know they had such instruments in those times. <laughs> Yeah.
0: This is the one power. It's right? the one
1: power. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great use of the one power. I'm gonna buzz yeah. my hair.
0: I totally would do. It. I'd totally shave or give myself a haircut with the one power if I could.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe that avoids all the all the cuts or like missteps. Or, you know, it could it could kill you too. So yeah.
0: good way to hone your skills, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, very
0: true. Uh and if it's land, I mean the other person's gotta be moraine, right? Yeah. Or maybe Nynaeve but it's you know gotta be someone like that who else does Lan hang with right so we go from that to a scene on the beach with Lan again and I think it's um Nynaeve this time
1: yeah that looks like Mm Mm-hmm.
0: so Falm I
1: mean that could be Falm yeah
0: because that's the next big destination is going to Falm least in the story so quick scene there Um, next scene I'm guessing it's Egwene but well I don't know
1: she's got shaved like the side of her head yeah
0: now that I look at the hair short the facial features are a little different
1: is it men
0: yeah could be kind of has that has, has her look that we saw in season one Possibly. Is she involved in book two? Not really. At the end, right? Uh, Or maybe that's... I think so at the end.
1: I can't remember if she is in Falma.
0: Yeah, I don't think she is. She goes to the White Tower. In the story after Berylon, she goes to the White Tower, right? Right. And then she leaves with Egwene and... Um, <laughs> Queen Elaine Right When they leave She goes with them I think
1: Yeah because She's at least there with them Then she gets mixed up with the Aes Sedai mm-hmm. Right And So then she gets Stuck at the tower mm-hmm. Yeah So I don't think she's in Falma
0: Yeah she doesn't go She's there at the end when Rand's recovering from his battle in the sky with Balzaman. Right. She kind of comforts him and he's he uh, appreciates her her help. Yeah. Uh, So next scene is assuming Rand it's from the back this guy with the buzzed head has Rand's build so I'm assuming it's him walking through a village. Um, He goes from the eye of the world in the north east corner of the land to Falm so he's either uh, walking across the country or so he's making a way his way somehow across the country and I'm guessing this is Falm the outskirts of Falm is my guess is my guess
1: looks kind of like a a seafaring town yeah by the looks of it so yeah it could be Falm
0: but my question is, why does he in the show, why does he decide to go to Falm? because in the books, they go back to Faldara, uh Patton Fane's there, and he well, he had escaped and said, I'm going to Falm and he took did he take the horn with him? I think he yeah. did. He stole uh- the horn, took off, and so they had to chase him down.
1: Right. And then, like in the books, Rand and Matt go to this other world, right?
0: With Huron?
1: With, Huron? With Huron. With, is it Huron?
0: The guy who can smell things? Yeah.
1: Smell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, it's those
0: three that get stuck in that alternate world.
1: Right. And then don't they, after they come out of there, then they kind of make their way to foam, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so... And then obviously they encounter some of the Forsaken in there. And so I guess to your point, why is he going to Falma? Mm-hmm. He has no idea that the horn is gone, or he really has no idea about the horn in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? And so right. yeah, maybe he feels the Shan-Chan coming, and he can feel the power and wants to go see what it is, maybe?
0: <laughs> yeah. I would hope they would explain that in the first episode like maybe Rand make does make his way back to faldara and he finds out what happened and he's like oh I gotta go chase down Pad and Fane and there is a message on the wall or something right like maybe that does that could happen so we'll see hopefully it's explained quick because there's only eight episodes per season right then it quickly cuts to another view from the back of a guy with Gray hair. I guess it could be a woman, um, with uh, braided hair. I wouldn't call it a top knot necessarily, oh. but it's similar to that. Um, it could be Tom. my My guess is it's Elias.
1: I could I could say I could see it being Elias, but I mean, all in the same breath. I would think Elias would have more of a an outdoorsy outfit, I guess. Mm. More of a mountaineering outfit, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Elias is a good guess, though, I think. Yeah. Tom in this in the TV series here seemed like he had more of a kind of short, shorter, like yeah. shoulder-length brown hair, right? Yeah. So, which is you know, totally different from the books, but still –
0: yeah, I don't think it's Tom. Um, if it was a woman, I don't know who it would be. Cat Swain. <laughs> but no, she doesn't have the the ornaments. So it's got to be Elias. Because we know he's showing up in season two.
1: Yeah.
0: Then we got a backside view of, I'm assuming it's Pad and Fane. They see yeah. the build and the haircut. Yep Um, Is he in Faldara Or where is he at What does that look like to you
1: That's a good question He might be But it doesn't look like Faldara
0: The pillars are different It seems more like a different environment
1: Um, Maybe that's Maybe that's
0: Caiman or Kyrian. I don't know. Well, story wise, he's got to go to Falm, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And so, what? There really isn't a lot of cities in a direct line, because all the big cities are coastal cities, right? Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be a big city. I don't know. Maybe it's a. Oh, I had just had an idea. We'll get back to it later when we read the, the questions from Rafe, let see if that fits. Uh, next scene is a dark cloaked figure walking with a sword. We don't have any facial features to look at or anything really, but he is walking towards a stone that's about four feet high, portal stone maybe
1: seems awfully small to be a portal stone, but...
0: Well, I know some of them were, like, really long, like, tall. Right. Well, some of them were buried or broken,
1: and oh, only mean,
0: parts were upright. So, but it's it seems to be that's what he's walking towards, right? Yeah. Or, and it looks like it's man-made to some degree. So it wouldn't just be this rock that's there, and he ends up just walking by... You know, so it seems like he's walking towards that for, with a purpose. Right. So I would say portal stone.
1: The other theory, <clears throat> and this would make it not perhaps be a portal stone, is that could be Matt in the show.
0: Mm. This guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did think that initially. i like, oh, is that Matt? Because he's gone all dark side, apparently. Um. So he's, that would the clothing would fit that um mood that he's in now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next sequence is it looks like I said I on top of um a round circular building. And my guess is we're just seeing like this is supposed to be a taller building, like a tower. And, but, you know, they're not going to build a tower for the show necessarily. Uh, so I think they built that on location to – because you see the background. that looks like there's some rivers. So my guess is it's like a, a white tower type thing or a, even a um, – what's this, the city name there? Um, Tarval on location.
1: That could be. That could yeah. be.
0: Yeah, and then they're yeah. going to CG or cool. stuff around it. Yeah. So, but and they seem to be looking at something. I don't know. I, not too exciting, really. Um, next up, we got a battle. And this is where I was thinking it's White Cloaks versus uh, Borderlanders. That's what it seems to me that what we're seeing here. So the earlier shot with the people, the borderlanders waiting for someone to enter their city, this is after that. It's like, this is the the rest of the battle. I don't know. What do you think?
1: That could be. That could be. But the the military opposite the white cloaks, they look Andorran. Okay. Like with the red and everything. Mm, okay. Okay. And so maybe, maybe it's a flashback or some, some kind of conflict between the Andorans and Camelin, right? And the white cloaks. Mm. And I'm trying to find top knots to see that they're Borderlanders, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe I was just assuming There's, there isn't any possibly. Okay. It's
1: a good eye. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, white cloaks, they are a military. And so we're seeing them in action this season, which we didn't before. They were just kind of riding around their horses and not doing much. But here we're seeing them in battle. We see potentially Dane Bornhold tracking down someone or going somewhere for a battle. That's what it looked like to me earlier. Right. So that'll be cool. I think... That was one of the things i wanted to see in the show is the white cloaks their uh, military side of things and new battles um i guess we saw in at the end of book two the great hunt um the white cloaks attacked um the shan chan right wasn't there a battle there at foam yes so maybe that's what we're seeing that
1: um, could be that could be do you recall at the end of season one, did any of the, I can't remember, did any of the soldiers have like locust helmets or anything else like that?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, the armor was always described as locust like bug, like that type of thing. Right. And are we getting that vibe from these guys? that The uh, white I cloaks are fighting.
1: The, the heads of all the folks and the, or all the soldiers in the red, they all look bald
0: yeah they don't have helmets on
1: no it doesn't look like they have helmets on I don't know that's a good question yeah
0: okay so that's remains to be seen next scene is we got um Egwene at the White Tower uh, just down there by herself thinking I guess so she has something in her bag I don't know if that's important uh, like a gold disc gold bowl maybe could
1: be, could be part of her studies. It looks like she's either in a, I don't think she's in an acceptance dress here, is she?
0: Probably not. Not at this point. Oh. So probably novice.
1: Yeah.
0: I do like seeing that. I do like their, that they're exploring that Egwene and I'm assuming Nineve. in the tower. Yeah. And that's where they're going to meet Elaine, right? Yep where they meet for the first time and I'm looking forward to that so that'll be cool uh, we got some training I'm assuming it's warders at uh, Tarvalen. Yep. Um and it's not Matt and Rand has a buzz cut so I would say the the guy on the left is a is a warder the guy on the right with the white shirt Gawain Galad maybe or both of them Gawain Galad I don't know maybe
1: that could Galwin could be the one on the left and Gallant on the right, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, I bet there. I I I would agree. I bet this is warder training.
0: Yeah, yeah, which I'm excited to see.
1: I am stoked to that see that.
0: Better be awesome. Okay. Okay. Another explosion, uh, similar to what we saw, uh, like thirty seconds ago. My guess is. That first explosion, this explosion, uh, the scene with Rand walking through the, the village with the torch, that is Shan Chan attacking or Shan Shan controlled area like Falm. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Because they had um, the firepower that um, the rest of the armies didn't, right? Right. They had more advanced tech that way. Next scene, we got a white cloak battling, looks like an Aiel.
1: I think it looks like an Aiel, looking at the moves.
0: Yeah, the clothing, guy's got an ax. So I don't know, I don't know where that would fit in into the story that we know already.
1: Yeah, I can't think of any battles between white cloaks and Aiel.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. And from there, we got the shot that I was most excited to see in the trailer with the Fade pinned to the door. Um, looks like Borderlanders there.
1: Yeah, and he looks like you got Perrin there too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So is this um, Faldara or just a village I mean, somewhere?
1: Isn't it like, in the book, it's a village, right? Pot on Fane nails a Fade on the wall in a village
0: right Yep. Yeah. this doesn't look to be a village though
1: right that's why i'm a little bit confused but. Yeah.
0: but yeah looks cool then we got rand in the dark sitting there thinking we got uh lan training doing his sword forms which I I like. Absolutely. You got a horse riding through the dark the forest at, at night. Moraine maybe. Don't know. Pat and Fane looking pretty sinister.
1: And they again they just nailed the character casting for Potter. Yeah. Such a good job.
0: Yeah. We got a map with uh some strategy being played out. Looks like ships on the map. I'm guessing that's Sean Chen. The Dark Pieces and then the Resisting Army. White Cloaks probably.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, on the other side. Based on the map from what you see, what where do you think that is? you think that is foam?
1: I think so because it looks like you've got ships coming across blue water, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then you have... Uh, what I would assume to be Sean Chan holdings inside of Falma, right? And then white cloak, uh, siege weapons outside. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet that's a, it might be, I bet this is a white cloak strategy map, right? Mm -hmm. Because I would think if it was the Sean Chan that the red pieces would be far more detailed. Right. Mm. So given that the white pieces have all the details, I yeah. bet Sean Chan or not a Sean Chan, a, a white cloak, uh, strategy session.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. You can, in the background on the left, you see like a white robe or something. It could be drapes maybe, but it looks like a person wearing a white, Cloak. Okay. Good eye. Uh next scene is battle. I'm assuming it I would guess it's Falm again, with the Shan Chan invading and taking prisoners in the dark at night. They have armor on. And they do kinda look um they have helmet, at least the one guy in the middle. Um yeah. and then you got this oh that's a camera guy. Never mind. <laughs> then after that the next scene you got this person looks like a female with this gold shield with triangles in it
1: I bet that's a Sean Chen with a veiled yeah Shan Chen, Shan Chen uh, member of the blood
0: member of the blood what well, was the one lady that was in charge at first e- Eganine. um it- lady she came with the coran
1: right Um, and then she kind of flips
0: yeah she later flips
1: that's a really good question i can't remember her name
0: yeah it's gonna come to me yeah (laughs) i think it's her because it was her and the the one guy that had the the blade the hair and mark blade that uh Rand end up fighting, and I don't think it's um, what's her name, the leader.
1: No, I don't think it's the Empress. Yeah, it's not her.
0: Which would be ironic if it was. Cause...
1: It really would be because in the <laughs> book, the Empress is is black, isn't she? Yeah, yeah,
0: and this lady's white.
1: <laughs> like, guys. There's so much diversity in this book already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's someone at that level. High up, but not definitely not the Empress. Um, then the trailer wraps up with someone being bucked from their horse. We don't know what's going on there. A dude with a sword slashing down. It's so fast, it's just blurry. You can't even make out any detail except the guy has a red shirt on a beard maybe looks like he maybe has a hadori, but that wouldn't make sense so yeah just so it's the whole if you pause it the image is blurry all the way through so you can't even tell what's going on i don't even know why they included that but right it's just so fast so and then it cuts to the logo wheel of time season two that's it so
1: i don't know i like like we said earlier i think there's some good stuff in here yeah. There's some good stuff. Yeah. You know? Rand. The buzz, cut is the, but, yeah, the buzz cut is the buzz cut. But he looks far more brooding. Mm-hmm. A lot more like an authority figure. Right? Well, not an authority figure, but like a someone to be wary of. Right? So All I right. like kind of what they're doing with Rand. Mm-hmm. I, again, I mean, the cinematography just from this looks really great. So... While yes, I'm sure we'll have many more therapy sessions when the, when the episodes come out. I'm I'm still gonna watch it. So yeah,
0: yeah. I think this is a good tease, a good thing to wet your appetite for season two. Um, I think we got something like this last year at San Diego Comic Con for season one, and then like September we got that first trailer. Or maybe it was just photos we got early in the summer and then we got the, the teaser trailer in September and then a full trailer a month or so later so I think in the fall we're going to start seeing stuff like more definitive trailers and things like that
1: I just hey. remember her name
0: I just remember her name okay. it's it Okay, that's what I was trying to say on it. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, yeah, overall, I think, like you said, good stuff to get us thinking, get us talking, which we're doing. So, Alright, so, uh, ask me anything from Rafe Judkins on Twitter. We'll go over that. Um, kind of some highlights there. We're getting, if you are a Wheel of Time fan, if you're a long-time Wheel of Time fan, you probably heard about DragonMount.com back in the day when Jordan was Robert Jordan was writing the books that was at least my go-to source for the latest news I was a member of the forums and all that and they're still around uh, they're revamped their website which I think is great and they're a little more on top of things it was kind of dying down until the show was announced so they jumped back in the game so it's cool to see them on, on top of things but uh, they post a bunch of screenshots from that um, ask me anything so one thing that is always important always asked is just you know how much of this the season is going to match up with the books we got that question here Uh, at cf underscore golding he asks how far into the books will this season take us know that the field five are much more split up than eye of the world so rave judkins answers we are trying to get a fair amount of what's done in books one through three large parts still being held for later by the end of season two so that season three can be a much closer adaptation of the shadow rising what do you think about that does that make sense to you
1: i mean i guess I mean, no, <laughs> but I don't know how that, no, in the sense that I don't know how they're going to repair kind of what they've done in season one. Right. But yes, in the actions that they're taking, if they hopefully that they do to get closer to the, to the books. Right. And so I don't know where that ends up. Maybe that ends up in where the, you know, they all end up in tear or they all end up in Falma Right, and then it kind of mm-hmm. adheres kind of what happens in the book, but somehow they've got to all get them to to one place. I don't really know how that's going to happen, though. Quite frankly, with kind of how they're all over the place right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they can pull it off. They'll have enough time to do that, to get them back. But um, will it make sense? Exactly is the question. So. Uh, at jpcjt1 asks, which character had his plot changed the most compared to the books? I think that's a good question. Um, We got uh, Rafe replying with Matt. But we tried to bring the characters back to where they should be by the end of season two. And I think that's of necessity based on how we saw matt the the actor who plays matt leave the show halfway through or through filming so they had to make some changes and it's unfortunate and i'm willing to give them a pass for that that his story is at least in the beginning gonna be different um, that's why we don't see him go to fal dara it's unfortunate um but it's you had to do something so i'm willing to roll with that for sure um but i think as long as by the end of the season He's back together with the crew, um, if not sooner, then that's what we need to see. Because, I don't know, just his interactions with Matt and the group is is key, I think.
1: Me too. I agree. I think Matt Matt is a good person in the books. He's a really good person. He's not kind of this dark, foreboding, troubled teen like he's made out to be in the... In the movie, right? And so he yes, he's mischievous, but he's not sinister, right? Yeah. So I hope they can get it back.
0: Yeah. Okay. At Lioness Wisdom, oh instead of an O, it's a zero, asks, What is the journey like for Moraine and Lan in season two with their bonds still masked? Um what, he, what do you think that means? Their bond is masked?
1: I know an Aes Sedai can mask their bond, right? But, I mean, you heard Moraine at the end of Season 1 say she can't touch the power, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I it's think not masked. It's <laughs> gone.
0: <laughs> right? If um, she can't channel, right. there's no bond.
1: If she's stilled or if she yeah. is, like, stunned or I don't know. But so whatever that is, right? Yeah. But I mean, in I guess I mean Rafe's Rafe's reply there, right? Mm. We we touched on this earlier. I'm excited for them fleshing out the story of Moraine and Lan a lot more, you know. Yeah.
0: Yes. So let's read it. His reply. Another big departure point for us from the books is making much more story for Moraine and Lan. We aren't sitting these two amazing actors on the bench for a season. So we take what's in book two for them and expand it in a huge way. That's all I can say. So Yeah, like you said, we we talked about that earlier. Well, we both did. We got to do something with them because they're great actors and they're probably getting paid a lot of money. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I can see them taking what's in book two and like what you brought up earlier having flashbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Of how they met, right? Or one in, uh, you know, rain in the tower land with uh oh with his two traveling companions like we see in new spring yeah so akura yeah akura that's the
0: other guy it was a dark friend um yeah great opportunity to explore new spring and kind of give us that backstory i want to see how because we have a new spring and there was going to be a story about how Moraine and land ended up in Emmonsfield, field bright, you know, in the moment that they did right before the dark friends attacked. And that was going to be another short story that Robert Jordan couldn't ever get to. So I would like to see something like that in, in flashbacks, you know, this is a good opportunity in this season to do that. Well, that would be cool. That'd be way cool. Yeah. Uh, Brigitte Silverhair Bow asks, "One word, one name, Hopper." Uh, Rafe replies, "Thank you. Why is no one ever giving Hopper the respect he deserves?" Official announcement: Hopper is in season two. So, so I guess we didn't see Hopper in season one, even though we thought we did. But no, yeah, that storyline needs to be introduced. You know. Yep. Perrin's interactions with the wolves with Hopper and that whole journey that he has, they have together. Right. So that will be yep. good. Yep. That gives me hope in the sense that they are going to explore the wolf dream and his interactions with the wolves to some degree. So,
1: yeah. Oh, exactly. They've got to, they've got to start bringing in the wolves a lot more than they did in season one. Yeah, Especially with with Perrin's character development. Perrin's got to take a much more serious as opposed to kind of dopey role like he had in season Yeah.
0: yeah. It was a shame what they did his character in season one. Yeah. Favorite season two, two-person scene with only the character names and no more. That's asked by at grade Kangas Beef. Kevin Angus. Uh, Rafe replies with Egwene and Renna, R-E-N-N-A. What do you think about that, Kyle?
1: To me, that says they're going to get into the Suldam, right? Yeah. The, the Sean Chan Suldam and, and Egwene potentially getting captured, right? But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: Renna um... is her handler or whatever, right? Yep. Her boss. Yeah. What was Egwin's pet name there? I can't remember.
1: Oh, it was... Oh, what was it?
0: Yeah. Remember. Oh, yeah. That'll be cool um, to see that. that. That gives me hope, too, because that's a key part of Egwin's development and her learning how to become more powerful, how to use the power, and um, just her discipline, too. Oh, Thule. Thule.
1: That was her pet name, Thule.
0: Okay. All right, at Marissa Vanzi Van- asks, favorite type of gin, and also can you drop a hint about something you're looking forward to us seeing in season two? Um, She has a profile pic of Leandrin So Rafe responds with Your pick makes me excited About where Leandrin's character goes In season 2 We are so lucky to have the amazing Kate Fleetwood in the show And you will love, hate, and love to hate her Lily Lily or Lily Lily, I
1: don't know
0: Yeah But yeah, she is one of those people you love to hate That's for sure I think she does a great job of Portraying Leandrin. I mean, it's a character I hated in the books. So yep, it's coming so, through in the show.
1: She does great. I think they again nailed the casting, at least for Leandrin. So
0: Yeah. They just are over writing her importance, I think, or her activity in the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's not her fault. She's a great actress. All right. There's a question that when we were talking about the trailer and we saw the back of Pat and Fane walking through a hall and we didn't know where it was. This is what I was thinking. This is where my mind went. Uh, Is the dark friend social going to be in the show? That's asked by at dedicated Grady. And Rafe replies, yep. Do you want to explain the dark friend social? Do you remember what that is?
1: I honestly know. I was going to ask <laughs> if you remember but okay. Well just okay.
0: at the beginning of book 2, I believe. Maybe book 3, but I believe it's book 2. There's a a party with all the dark friends and they're all masked. So they don't know like all the important dark friends, like top dogs, you know, rulers, p- politicians. There's some white cloaks there you know, just all those big players that are dark friends and they're meeting with some forsaken. And that's when they're like, okay, these are the guys you got to track down. And they show, in my mind, it was like some hologram Mm -hmm. version of Rand, Matt, and Perrin. Like, okay, you guys got to bring these guys in, track them down, and you'll get rewarded somehow. But no one knows who each other is. But if you read the the descriptions of people and you kind of, Pay attention to what's going on, what's being said. You can start to figure out who's who in that environment. So,
1: That's right. That's right. For some reason, I was conflating that with the meeting of the Forsaken. That happens later. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. you're right. You've got some you know, politicians. You've got some Aes Sedai in there. Yeah. You've got a lot of powerful people. Yeah. That scene
0: was very well done in the book because – if you're reading it for the first time, you get the 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 scope of it, but you don't know who's who. And then, as you keep reading, you read, you finish it, go back to it, read it again, and like, oh, that's that, that's that guy. You know, you kind of pick up on those clues, right? So, and I think that's where Patton Fain is. Is that he's going there? I don't I know. Think, I could I be could, wrong.
1: I don't think was he there in the books. I don't think so. I don't think he was in the books. But he could be going there than this.
0: So. Yeah. Who knows? All right. I like this question and then this answer. Uh, at, Ann, at Ann Caldazar asks, Blink twice if we see more than one forsaken. And Rafe puts in two blinking emojis. And then the next question ties into that too from at Jared McNeil3. Can you tell us how much you will be expanding on the Forsaken in this season? With Rafe Ray replies, it's a big point of difference from the books in season two. We will spend more time with any Forsaken who's in the show, more how the later books treat the Forsaken than necessarily books two or three did. So, Is that good news for you, Kyle?
1: I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I'd like to get um uh, more of a background on some of the Forsaken, right? And so maybe, maybe he's playing at that and saying, you know, we'll get to understand their way of thinking and how they, how they behave a lot more than what we do in the books, at least this early on. Yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to it. I think, um, I mean, I like how the books were written. I have no problem with the amount of screen time, the, forsaken get but to bring him in earlier sure why not um just seeing on all the time does get kind of boring so right let's see some of, we see lanfear lanfear is introduced in this in the second book so we spend some time with her so hopefully if i remember correctly they did cast lanfear and they did announce it so good to see her All right, then here's the Uno question at Burns underscore science. Pretty sure I saw Uno in the behind the scenes like you did. Interested in how that is possible after last season. So, yeah, definitely our gripe and complaint in earlier episodes of this podcast. Uh, Rafe replies, he's breathing. Watch close. So, I don't know. What do you think about like that fake out thing that – we often That's, get. A reach.
1: That's a reach. Yeah. You know you imply somebody is dead, I mean, on the ground like that, right? And that seems like a backpedal, backpedal, backpedal thing from Rafe, right? Saying, uh oh, actually he's breathing, see? Yeah.
0: If you pause at thirty six forty five and <laughs> zoom in five times, you can kinda see that he's breathing
1: maybe that's the case with everybody else that was on the floor like loyal
0: yeah is loyal still breathing
1: i guess we better go and pause the video and go in slow motion you know yeah Yeah, i don't like that
0: i mean yeah anyway
1: i mean i'm glad that they're trying to correct stupid decisions but
0: yeah (laughs) why do it in the first place
1: yeah why did you do it in the first place yeah exactly
0: yeah All right, uh, the next question's interesting. At Crows92, I have a cheat question about season one. What was the biggest change in episode eight that was brought by COVID restrictions compared to what you had originally planned? Rafe replies, the thing I liked the least was we originally had Egwene using the wisdom skills she'd learned in the pilot from Nynaeve to help her after the channeling in Faldara. But last minute COVID changes on the day didn't allow for the same amount of touching so it got switched and i melted that's, is that that emoji
1: that's i don't know what that emoji is. looks like some,
0: some emoji
1: cried yeah it, i mean I'll to look it up. i don't know
0: but yeah so but i'm trying to think so he's saying we originally had after so the scene plays out the same except for Nineve uses healing skills on Nineve so she's not uh dead. But didn't we see that anyway?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I don't for me that wasn't the problem <laughs> with that whole scene. There was like all these other problems, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Uh question from Bree uh, are you sticking with the uh, f- with the fun cold opens you know meaning the openings that we get before the the title and the casting starring stuff uh yep, it's our ode to the out of point of view chapters and books, and we will always have them, which I like. I actually like those some of them are the very first one that we got in the first episode I didn't like at all. But I think everyone after that I, I thought were was great.
1: Yeah, I agree. The first one was weak. The, the last ones were pretty good. Yeah.
0: Okay, and then we get a final question for today. Um, Phil Thomas, I like his avatar. He's got a lightsaber. It's pretty cool. Um, he asks, how many episodes will season two be? If only eight again, will they be longer? And Rafe replies with... Uh, the episodes are longer than the first season, but yes, still only eight episodes in the season. Um, I think they do need to address that, the the amount of story being told. Eight episodes wasn't enough for last season. I think that's why they made changes that led at least me to not fully appreciate the show and what could have been because they had to decrease the content and the amount of time spent telling the story so hopefully with these longer season or longer episodes in season two hopefully that's enough to get us what I felt was lacking last time
1: I think so I hope so I wonder how much longer they'll be
0: yeah I mean if it's like five minutes okay that's better <laughs> but how right. much are we gonna more are we gonna get out of five minutes if it's it's gotta be at least 15 plus I yeah we
1: need we need 15 to a half an hour per episode
0: yeah and we saw that with stranger things this last season i mean those episodes were about an hour and 15 so and those last two were two hours right i don't think we'll get that that'd be nice but
1: it would be nice. i don't know if they'll do that though but yeah. in my opinion that is i think they need to be closer to a half an hour longer
0: yeah I agree with that, okay. So, um, one last thing is it was announced that the series been renewed for season three, so that's good. Um, we'll see how, with as much controversy and criticism that season one got, it's good that to see a studio still standing behind their, their product. Like, okay, some people liked it, some people hated it, but we're going to go, we're going to do season two. And they greenlit it, and now they're announcing season three. So I'm liking it. I th- I think that uh, bodes well for,
1: for us as fans. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I, that's no excuse. We're still going to have our therapy sessions. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I agree. I think if you're going to, if you're gonna build, or if you're gonna film something a certain way and tell a certain story, then commit and continue do the story. So
0: yeah, okay, yeah. That's so. That's it for today, as far as um, reviewing the trailer, ask asking the questions, answering the questions from Rafe. So a lot of good content for the show not being on, right? Uh, it's in between seasons, but we still got some some good stuff. Um, there are some some things that there's the whole origins series that I wasn't aware of while the show was going on. I guess I use Apple TV to watch my content, and the whole X-ray thing doesn't show up on my Apple TV, and that's the thing that l- lets you know who the actors are, gives you the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, if I watch it on my computer, then I can see it, but if I'm watching it on my TV through my Apple TV, it didn't that those type of things didn't show up. So I wasn't even aware of this Origin series. So I'm gonna go back and watch that, and they're gonna do the similar thing for season two, it sounds like, but it's, and Rafe has said in that Ask Me Anything, one of the questions asked, you know, is this Origins content canon or just good stuff to know? And he says it's canon, so whatever we see there is part of the the story that they're trying to tell. So I'm curious to see how that goes.
1: Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the first one is the breaking of the world.
0: Yeah, that one looks interesting. Yeah, go ahead and read those. Um, the titles.
1: You got the breaking of the world, the fall of Manetheren. <laughs> okay, that one would be cool. Yeah. The greatest warder, uh, Sidine, Sidar, and the stone. Uh, so maybe that's why Sidine and Sidar are. You know, not welcome in tear in the stone. I don't
0: know. Oh, uh, sure. yeah. That's a good point.
1: So that could be interesting. The White Tower and then Ogier's Longing. That one also could be really interesting. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Looks like some good stuff. On They're exact- about three minutes long is what it looks like. So not too bad. Probably watch them all in one sitting.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we'll probably talk about those at some point in the future. But uh, yeah, that's all we got. Any final thoughts on that content and the questions that we talked about, Kyle?
1: I'm excited, Justin. I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good, um, a fun thing to watch, right? Great cinematography, you know. Great, great TV show. Uh, likely still gonna be pretty different from the books, if I bet, right? Yeah. But at least I at least we know what we're getting into this time, right? So yeah. when we sit down and watch it, we can appreciate appreciate it for what it is as opposed to and it's not like I'm not gonna compare it to the books, I'm still gonna compare it to the books, but but I can appreciate appreciate it for what it is. So I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah. I think having that season one under our belts and just kinda knowing it's not gonna be the same. It won't be as jarring. Yeah. And I think we more willing to follow the story that's being told as opposed to fighting back against everything like hey that's not right you know we've kind of had a year to adjust to that like you said we'll still be like well in the book uh, this happened that was much better which is i think you're gonna have with any book to screen adaptation so yeah. I, I can live with that i just want a good show which like you said i mean the cinematography. Is, is awesome. That alone is worth watching in my opinion. Exactly. I like the actors. They're great. I, that was one of my big questions coming into the this, this show is never really heard of any Most of these guys, how are they going to be? And for me, they've done really well. So I'm excited about that. So, okay. Well, thanks for joining. Thanks for watching us here on the fourth of podcast. We are one of the few, if only, family-friendly podcasts, so definitely check it out with your kids. Uh, Watch the show. Sometimes the show isn't family-friendly, but um, I think if you have older kids, it could be. But, yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, We are starting to do more videos, so most of our previous episodes are audio only, and you can find those episodes on CredibleNerds.com or even fourthtaviren.com It'll direct you to our FourthTaviran podcast episodes. Check, check us out there. Uh, we are missing one uh, component of our group. One Taviren has got Mark. He couldn't make it today. So we will hopefully get him on next time and talk more about the books. That's our, I believe, we were going to do it last time. We were going to talk more about the books, but then all this content was released. So we decided to do this instead. But we will be revisiting Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series and talking more about that, wrapping up The Eye of the World, our review of the last few chapters there. So stick around, watch our our shows, subscribe to our channel. That helps us out a lot. um, And we will uh, continue to produce more content as as things go along. So thanks for joining us. And uh, may you guys find water and shade.
1: See you later, everybody.